Open the floodgates and let it rain. Open the floodgates and let it rain. Hallelujah. The church needs rain. Hear the cry of your people this morning, Lord. Can you say that this morning with me? Open the floodgates and let it rain. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. For you are great, Lord, and of great power. There is nothing your power cannot accomplish. Your understanding is inexhaustible and boundless. You understand everything. You lift up the humble and the downtrodden. But the ungodly will be brought down to the dust. Oh, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. The Lord takes pleasure in those who reverently and worshipfully fear him and in those who hope in his mercy and his loving kindness. From Psalms 147. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Monday morning prayer call. I welcome every pastor, the saints of God, New Destiny family, all the prayer warriors, the intercessors, I say welcome to you this morning. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. My name is Heather Dawson. I'll be facilitating for this morning's prayer call. And I also have Minister Helena Marty with me. She will be praying over the prayer requests that have been sent to us. So let me say good morning to her. How are you, Minister Helena? How are you this morning? I am doing great, Mother. I am so grateful this morning. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we have our own Bishop Christopher Carl Smith. I love that name, Christopher Carl Smith. He's going to be bringing the morning's devotion based out of uh, John chapter 1 from, and it was from Sunday's message, I believe, that he is going to uh, share with us some more this morning. And that was, what is your life centered on? Just what is your life centered on? The seed of the word must be planted correctly so that transformation, the bursting open of that seed can take place. It must be rooted first before it can come forth and bear fruit. I love this teaching because I'm one who loves to dig in the dirt. I love to plant and I then love to see the results. So let's ask God, let's ask God this morning to speak to each one of you that is on the line as his word comes forth in Jesus' name. Bishop, it is all yours, and I say good morning to you and Pastor Adrian. How are you? 
Good morning, Elder Heather. Pastor Adrian and I, we're doing good. Good morning, Minister Helena. Good morning to everyone that is on the line this morning. It is always a joy to be with you all this morning. I just carry on from Sunday because I'm, you know, so flowing in the spirit, just coming from coming in from Sunday to Monday. So that's why I like to do Mondays because I, I I'm still up there. It takes a minute for me to come down. But, Elder, you were doing so good. I was like, man, she can do the devotion this morning, the way you was talking, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, well, thank you. But I do love this subject. I do. I, it blesses my heart. So I'm looking forward to what you have further on this topic this morning that's going to bless my soul. So God bless you. I pray. I pray everyone's being blessed by uh, the message that I believe that's so timely for where we are in the um, world, where we are in the body of Christ and who we are, and the process of how the gospel works in the life of a born-again believer. It's so important to understand that because it's going to give you confidence. And confidence is one of the things we need. I believe when we have confidence, that confidence calls us to have a steadfastness, and as I said yesterday, that we become fully persuaded that what God promised, he's able also to perform. I want you to get that this morning, that you're fully persuaded to what God has promised. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what your situation and circumstance look like, how, how you, know, you know, messed up it may seem. But, you know, let me tell you something. If God promised you something, God can bring it to pass. But here's the key. You have a part to do in that. When we, when we deal with John 1 um, and 1, you got to understand that the, the, uh, John, the beloved, is uh, Jesus' number one guy. So you got to understand who he is. He's Jesus' number one guy. you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That makes up the gospel. And, you know, People think that the gospel is repetitive, but what it is, it's these four men giving a count of their life with Jesus for three years. That's what it is. And so, you know, although it seems very similar because they all were there together, it's somewhat different based on relationship. When you when you begin to read them, they're somewhat different. John is the guy who lays his head on Jesus' chest. So that's the level of their closeness, the level of their intimacy. He tells John things he don't tell everyone else. And because of the closeness of the relationship, John is the one who I feel personally introduces the Holy Spirit better than any of the Gospels. <clears throat> he goes into more depth, excuse me, he goes into more depth when it comes to um, understanding the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in the life of the believer and the Holy Spirit assignment. Now, I'm just trying to help you understand the writings of John and understand who this guy is at the beginning of his writings. Okay? So, he says, in the beginning, he deals with the beginning, before all time was the word Christ. 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself, which is powerful. In the beginning, so he deals with Christ. He deals with uh, Christoph, the anointed one in his anointing. He said he was in the beginning before all times. He's, he's always been with God. And we got to understand, that is powerful in itself. So in the beginning of time when God created the heavens and the earth, Christ was there. Also, the Holy Spirit was there. So he is the beginning, if you're taking notes, write this down. He's the beginning of all things. So everything in life starts with a word. Everything starts with a word. Everything in life starts with a seed. Now, I'm going to say, you know, I say stuff on this line that I don't say in church. But uh, you got to understand, everything that God makes, I want you to look at this for a moment. Everything that God makes has a seed in it. Everything that God creates, it, there, there's <clears throat> a seed within itself that produce after its kind. Things men make don't have seeds in it. Isn't that something? So everything that God, everything that God makes, there's is a seed within something. You take a you take a, a, a peach. There's a seed in the peach. You take an avocado. There's a big seed in the avocado. I mean that seed is huge. You take an apple. There's five apple seeds in every apple. So it's seed that's in itself that produce after its kind. So everything in life starts with a word, or everything in life starts with the seed of the word. And as I said yesterday, the word is God himself. That's what we have to understand about God. He comes and he now, he makes his abode within human flesh. Number one, the Word is God himself. Number two, and the Word is alive. It's alive. I love that. I love that statement, that the Word is alive. If the Word was not alive, then the Word can't produce life. It has to be alive in order for it to make you alive. Because we were dead, Paul says, in the trespasses of our sin. And he hath quickened us, which means to make alive. He's made you alive. And so the word is like a seed. you got to get that. The word is like a seed. And once you begin to understand it from this perspective, you begin to understand how it works. Now, once it's planted into the soil, it'll begin to grow. And so that word... Always have to be planted, just like the seed. The word has to be planted. The seed will never grow and begin to increase if it's not planted. As I said, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. You could take that seed and you could put that seed up on the uh, on you know on the windowsill in your house, and all that will remain is just one seed. But when you take that seed and plant that seed into the soil, God has placed ingredients. In the soil, he's placed nutrients in the soil. He's placed things in the soil, and he's placed things in the seed. And once they come into contact, that's where the activation happens. 
when the seed comes into contact with the soil and the soil comes in contact with the seed, that's when they both begin to fulfill their purpose. The seed has increased in itself, but in order for it to release its increase, in order for it to release its potential, because that's what it is, its potential, that potential is locked within it. But in order for that potential to be released, something has to place a demand. That soil, that dirt, place a demand. My God. That soil and dirt places a demand on the potential of the seed, causing it to become what it's supposed to be become. Maybe the difficulties that you go through in life place a demand on your life and cause you to be what you're supposed to be. So that that seed, as I said, has increased in itself. But in order to be released, for its potential to be released, it has to be totally immersed in the soil. Totally immersed. When it's totally immersed, you can no longer see that seed any longer. It is covered up. Situations circumstances hit our lives. Sometimes it's so devastating that they cover us up. It's like we're drowning in things. Drowning in death. Drowning in grief. Drowning in bills. Drowning in sickness. But here's the thing. You've got to begin to operate in faith and know that God has placed in you an uncorruptible seed and place a demand on that seed for that seed to release its power and the potential to bring you up out of that thing, to burst you up out. My goodness, this is good. To burst you up out of that thing. First Peter, I'm blessing myself this morning. First Peter uh, 1, look at verse 23. <clears throat> Excuse me. 1 Peter 1, verse 23, it says, oh, I was glancing at verse 22. Let me read verse 23. For you have been regenerated. That means born again. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. For you have been regenerated, born again, not from a moral origin. Watch this. Watch what's in the brackets. A seed or sperm, but from one that is immortal, by the ever-living and lasting Word of God. See that? You've been born again. Let me read it from the King James. For you have been born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an uncorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abideth forever. You see the power and the potential of the Word? It lives and abideth forever. The grass wither, the flower fades, but the Word of the Lord abideth forever. The grass wither, the flower fades, but the Word of the Lord abides forever. So you've got to understand what's on the inside of you. And when you, in, in some of the darkest situations, begin to place a demand on that Word, and you watch the power and the potential of that Word, begin to emerge and help you move beyond that situation and circumstance that you're in. Like a seed that has to be centered in soil in order for it to grow. Watch this. Our lives have to be centered in the Word in order for our lives to be able to grow. Have to be centered in the Word. All right? And then we have to we we have to have an 
expectation that that word of God is going to cause us to live a better life. You have to have an expectation. And that's what's wrong with some people. They don't have an expectation that the word of God is the answer to the, to, to the dilemma that they're dealing with. And you've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that the word of God is the answer to whatever you're going to deal with. And you've got to have an expectation that the word of God has the power and the potential. It has the power and the potential to bring you out of whatever challenges life has thrown at you. The problem is not the seed. I just showed you the seed is uncorruptible. A lot of times, the problem is the hearts of men. The hearts of men. Have have your heart been prepared to receive the seed of the word. And I see one of the things I know about God, God is not wasteful with heaven's resources. So I believe when the word is presented to you, God within himself believes that you're ready for transformation of life. But after the seed of the word is sown, Things get in the way. Here's how Jesus said it in dealing with the parable of the sower. He says, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, lust, and other things choke the word, causing it to become unfruitful. Cares of this world. You wasn't designed to carry care. Some people care about everything. You you weren't designed to carry care. That's why he said, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. The deceitfulness of riches. Some people go to just extreme measures trying to become rich. Trying to become rich. Let me tell you something. God can make you wealthy if, if, if that's God's plan for your life. So don't go to crazy measures trying to, you know, become rich. The Bible says increase comes little by little. Just like that seed. The scripture tells us seed time and harvest. You know, because I come to realize if God can't trust you with 100, he definitely can't trust you with 100,000. For real. And that's just real. Because money, all money needs a manager. It is key. The cares of this world, deceitfulness, riches, lust, lust, lust. That thing we have to keep under so much control that we're not lusting after stuff. Because it, it'll mess you up. The lust of the eye, the pride of life. That's what Eve got caught up in. That is key. The deceitfulness of riches, the lust will choke the word and cause the word to become unfruitful. Do not let anything choke the word that has been sown in your life. The word that has been sown this morning, don't let the enemy come in and choke the word with the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, lust, and other things. He Then he mentions the other things, whatever those other things are. It would be a whole host of things. But, Father, we declare this morning, 
that those things will not come into our heart to contaminate our heart to choke the word so that the fowls of the air can begin to steal the word. You said the enemy comes to me to steal the word once it's been sown. Father, I declare this morning, as we honor you, bless you, and magnify you, that the enemy will not be able to steal this word that is sown into the heart of your people on yesterday and the heart of your people today. We Really, we've been dealing with this particular message all month. And I declare the enemy will not steal this word from your people, that we will be rooted and grounded in your word, that we will be in the center of your word, that we will live a word-centered life, that you become our number one priority, Father. As we said yesterday, people's lives can be centered around many things, their family, careers, friends, finances, church, education, hobbies, health, addictions. But Father God, our life is centered around you, that you are our number one priority, and because you are number one priority, we are benefiting. We are benefiting because of the gospel, the good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Um, it is such a great word. It really is. When you really begin to picture the planting of that seed, the seed of the word into your life, because what will come forth will be amazing. But you got to have confidence, like Bishop said. you got to have confidence in the word of God, and there is a process. There is a process that takes place. So we do thank Bishop for bringing further this word to us this morning. I want to go to... Uh, Mr. Helena at this time and ask her if she will come and share the requests and pray and we're going to come in agreement with her as she does. Uh, Minister Helena. Thank you, Mother. And thank you, Bishop. I am so glad that I am a member and a child from New Destiny, a good ground, a good soil. And that we do receive the seed, and the seed is rooting down. So thank you, Bishop. All right, we have few, some we have some uh, prayer requests. We have one from Val Powell. Her sister transitioned two weeks ago, and she placed a um, prayer request for her cousin Dana and Nick, Edward and Raymond for peace and comfort and praying for their salvation and to continue on their path God has for them. And also Dana uh, Shaw uh, put a request uh, for God's protection and peace on her sister Nikki, God's knowledge and wisdom upon her family. So this family is going to get double portion. And we thank God for them reaching out to this last line. So merciful God, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you because Valerie has brought the entire family to the throne. We do believe that anytime anyone brings anything to your throne will not go the same. They do get results. They do get answers because you are God who is merciful. And so we thank you for giving them the opportunity this morning, for giving all of us the opportunity to come to your throne and to be interceding on their behalf. You said, blessed are those who mourn, 
for they will be comforted. As they are mourning right now, Father God, we ask that you send your comfort to their household right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Wrap your arms around them. Send those angels that are just waiting for the assignment. Send them to carry extra message to this family in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal their broken heart because you are a mighty healer and fill the gap, the gap that the mom has left, Father God. You are the only one who can feel it. So fill it with your divine love. We thank you so much. You said for us not to let our hearts be troubled. And so, Father God, they believe in that word. They believe that as long as you are there and as long as they call it unto you, they will get the results that they needed. So, dear Lord, guide their hearts, guide their mind, and just as we've been taught, may this period, may this challenging period put a demand on their salvation to the word. The word that we just heard. May they put a demand on that, that you will never leave them or forsake them. Glory be to your mighty name. And then we had another one from Colanda Mitchell. She's asking us to be in agreement regarding her mother's health. Her mom's name is Opal Mitchell. And the mom is in Texas. She said her mom's health has been some type of unusual, some weaknesses. It hasn't been normal, and so she wants us to be in agreement in praying for the mom. And so we are all in agreement because we have a mighty healer, a great God, a good God, a faithful God, a faithful God, the one that our trust is only in him and no one else. And so, Father God, we thank you. Once again, Isaiah 41 says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And so Opal Mitchell is on that throne right now, the throne of grace, the throne of mercy, where she will receive a healing. Wherever there's witnesses, Father God, she will receive her strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Uphold her, God, with your righteous hand. Yes, we thank you so much for strengthening her. Jeremiah 30, 17 said, you promised to restore to her health and heal her wounds. And so she's standing on that word this morning. She's standing on that seed. She's demanding on that seed in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for rearranging every organ, every tissue, every cell that is out of order. Anything that is trying to raise themselves about this word that we just read. Jeremiah 30, 17. We come against that right now. And so we give you glory. We give you glory, Father God, for answering all their prayers. And we know that we will receive praise reports from this family. Thank you for healing them. Thank you for listening to our prayers. We love you. We love you, God. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 Yes, God is faithful to perform his word. When we ask in faith and believe and do not doubt that he will answer and he sends the victory. So praise the Lord. We know that comfort and healing belongs to those that seek and are in need. Amen. Thank you, Minister Helena, for praying this morning. 
I want to go back to Bishop. I want to know if he has any further thoughts that he's going to leave with us this morning. Bishop? All right. Mother, I love you because you you know how to place a demand on the anointing. You you, you <laughs> place the, I think all y'all be placing a demand on me, you know. But you know that's what I'm gifted for, you know. So I'm not complaining, you know. <laughs> uh, so you know, now it, it, it's important that when we begin to understand this revelation. See, because, you you know, activation happens a couple of ways. Number one, the word needs activation. We, the word is activated by faith. But then m- meditating on the word also activates revelation of the word. And you always want a revelation, or, or we can say it, you know, that aha moment. Man, aha, I finally got it. You you want to have, you want to get that all the time because that's how you begin to understand the process in which the word begins to work in an individual's life. Now, faith is a very, very vital part of the word working. Your belief system. And therefore, and that's why I left off last night, I mean, or yesterday, therefore, you you can't let anything attack your faith. Because, I mean, it'll attack, but you can't let it, you know, what gain ground on you. And that's why you have to deal with fear. You have to deal with fear. Honestly, you, you can't let fear control your life. Because I, I, I shared with you yesterday that, that you should never allow fear to contaminate your faith because fear will always disqualify you when it comes to receiving the reward of the Lord. And you want to receive the reward from God because I believe there's a reward in all things, especially when it comes to the things of God. He said he's a rewarder of the person who diligently seek him. You understand? And so... You want to receive that word. But faith will disqualify, I mean, fear will disqualify you from receiving that reward. And that's why the scripture says the just shall live by faith. The, 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 the righteous shall live by faith. That's what just means. It means righteous, the righteous person. The stamp declared righteous person, you have to live by faith. Live by faith because we're living now. What what made us alive? That word, that seed of the word made us alive. But he said, now that you're alive, you're going to have to live by faith. In other words, you live by, write this down if you're taking notes, you live by what you believe. Life, your quality of life is based on your belief. Based on your belief system. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe. And therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Exercise your faith. Develop your faith. Believe God for something every single day. May God bless you. May he keep you. 
Until we come back together again, love you so much. I'm done this morning, Elder. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we could let you go on, you know, but um, we know that our time is spent, and uh, I like that statement, we live by what we believe. <clears throat> so ask yourself this morning, saints, what do you believe? And who do you believe? We've had a great time this morning together. We've had a great word again. It's so encouraging to hear the word and to receive it and to plant it deep in the soil of our heart. And I pray that the soil of your heart has been well plowed because a well plowed ground makes for the seed to take root and grow easier. Ah, Praise the Lord. So as we close out our time this morning, let's close in prayer together. Father, we thank you that in the very beginning was the Logos, the Word, the living expression who was with God and yet was fully God. And through this living expression, all things were made. For nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him. And he is the light for us all. He is the light that darkness could not diminish. Therefore, our hope and trust is in Christ Jesus, the light of the world, the Word made flesh. So, Father, we ask that you strengthen the weakened this day, that you encourage the ones that are feeling hopeless, Lord, and that you would provide, you would provide where there is lack in their lives, Whatever it is, we thank you for the living word. We thank you for Jesus. Psalms 84 and verse 11 tells us, No good thing do you withhold from those that walk uprightly. And as we usually do, we end with Psalms 118 verse 23. And it says, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. And everyone said, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Kathy, open the line, please.